Dear believers, I was reading a book about slavery right here in the United States. Slavery right here in the United States was one of the most horrific experiences that you could ever imagine. Now in this book, there was a slave woman and she was reflecting about her experiences. Tortured, whipped, starved, you name it, the worst treatment a person can ever be treated. But she says, out of all of this pain and torture, no pain was greater than the fear of separation. You see, during that time of slavery, at any time, at any time, someone from your family can be sold to someone else. So it doesn't matter who that person is. It could be your husband, your, your, your wife, your child, anybody. If that person was sold to someone else, they would just take that person. And this slave was recounting this experience. And she says, when that person was sold, it was almost like they died because you never saw that person again. And you see, dear believers, this fear of separation is understandable when we're talking about our families, the ones who we love, who we sacrifice for. But unfortunately, we are so attached to the things of this life that we walk around with this same fear of separation for, from our jobs. We fear we are separated from our money and it causes us anxiety. We fear that we are separated from material things. And this is something that we need to work on, dear believers. We must rid our hearts of the love of this dunya and fill it with the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You see, one of the things that we go through is we suffer from abandonment issues. Yes, we as people, we have a lot of issues. And one of those issues is abandonment issues. Why? Because you see in this life, you can even have a lot of love for someone, but even a family member, someone, and you and that person get into an argument or some situation, and that person will walk out of your life. That person will cease to talk to you. Or nowadays, as the young people will say, they will block you. And you can't connect with these people anymore. But lucky for us, we serve Allahu Samit, the eternal, the absolute. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going anywhere. Allah says in the Quran, Allah says in this ayat, this beautiful ayat, your Lord has not abandoned you, nor does he despise you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not abandoned us. He has never abandoned us. He has been here since the start, since before inception. Any of us that have kids, will you remember when, before our children were born, we were so excited, we thought to ourselves, I wonder what does he look like? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he knew what he looked like all along because he formed us in the womb. Every single one of us, custom made, can you imagine having a business and you had to custom make every single product, even if you made t-shirts? How long you would be in business? You wouldn't be in business that long. To think about the manpower it would take to make every single t-shirt individually. 
not to mention the brain power to come up with an individual design for each t-shirt. Lakshman Otala does this with no, with no pressure. He does it with, with, with nothing. It's nothing for him to do this. Not to mention he made us with the best parts. Our, brain, our brains are priceless. You can't even come up with a price for them. They, you, you cannot duplicate them. They will cost too much money. Not to mention our eyes. We are made with the, with the best products. And we always, we always get happy. Doesn't man get happy when he gets something of value? We get so happy if we have a car that is made by Lamborghini. If we have a shirt that is made by Gucci. If we have a belt that is made by Louis, we are so happy. But we are designed by El Musa Will. He is the ultimate designer. So if anything, we should be boastful about this. We should run back to our creator and, and develop this deep love for him. This is what he deserves. And he has been there our whole lives. Our whole lives, Allah has been there. Right when we thought that our paycheck put food on our table to eat. No, that was Allah SWT. When we got into that accident, we always almost lost our lives and we swerved. We thought that we did something. No, that was Allah SWT also protecting us, feeding us. We think we're the ones who bought that house. No, that was Allah SWT also providing for us this whole time. Not to mention, not one second before, when it's time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take our souls and we will die. And then one day we will be resurrected based upon when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees fit. And that's one of the things that we need to think about on a regular basis. The master of the day of judgment. We need to think about what is our resurrection going to look, up, look like? What is it going to look like when we are resurrected? We need to think about these things because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Allah says in this beautiful ayat How then if you refuse to acknowledge the truth Will you protect yourselves on the day Which shall turn the hair of the children gray Subhanallah A day that will turn the hair of the children gray the ones who have no sins, who have nothing to worry about, let alone us who are racking up sins every single day. The only way to protect ourselves from this, dear believers, is to get closer to Allah SWT. Empty our hearts from the love of the dunya and fill our hearts with the love of Allah SWT. It's like when we go out of town, we get a hotel room and it's so beautiful, mashallah. It has a refrigerator, it has a, a, a stove where you can cook. It looks so beautiful. But do we once think for a second, man, I could live here for the rest of my life. This will be a good house for me. No, because we know this is just a transition. And you see, the believers, this life is nothing but a fancy hotel room. And why do we get hotel rooms? Have you ever called your friend and told them, I'm staying in the hotel? What do they say? What are you in that hotel for? What are you doing in that hotel? Who are you visiting? What are you doing? Because they know in order to be in a hotel room, you have to have a purpose. And Rasmur Atala, he reminds us of this. And he says in the Quran, Ba'ina tadhabun. MashaAllah. 
in this very simple ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking us, where are you going? Allah is asking us, dear believers, where are you going? Where are we going? Because if we're on this dunya and we're spending our time in anything else other than getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, guess what? We are wasting our time. So we must ask ourselves deep down within ourselves, we must ask ourselves, what are our desires? What do we desire? Do we desire to be rich like Bill Gates? Do we desire to have a bunch of houses and a bunch of cars? Is that what we desire deep down? Do we deep, deep down desire to be rich and famous, to have influence over other people, to be widely popular? Is this what we desire? Because dear believers, if this is our desires, guess what? We are in the wrong place. Because even if we attain the most riches, and there's nothing wrong with being rich, we know Abu Bakr Siddiq, he was rich. But to have that money inside of our hearts, it's only a certain amount of money that we can spend during our lifetime. And then after that, who does the money go to? There was a singer, her name was Whitney Houston. She amassed a great fortune, but unfortunately she died. But she had a daughter, so she left all of her money to her. But unfortunately, her daughter had a drug habit and she died. So the money then was left to her boyfriend, then he died and it's, where's the money at now? All of this money that was sacrificed for, all of this money that was, who knows how it was earned. Not to mention the fame. How long can this last? After TV, after on television, we may see someone who's famous who had passed away. Who's getting money from those people? All of the fame that has been amassed is now being uh, charged, uh, cashed in by somebody else. All of this fame that has been worked so hard for, I remember the first time I came to Los Angeles, I wanted to go to the Walk of Fame and to see all of those stars, but I was disappointed that I didn't even know who 80% of those stars were. These were big stars of their time. Now they're being walked on in the street and nobody knows who they are. So just imagine if we're pushing ourselves to be rich and to be famous, wasting our time, instead of filling our hearts with the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says in the Quran, know well that this worldly life is but play and amusement and a show of beauty. An exchange of boastful claims between you and competition of increases in riches and children. It is like rain, the growth of which attracts the farmers, then it withers and you see it turning yellow. So we see this bright, robust, beautiful world at some point will wither. Even the most brightest of creatures that ever existed, they will die also. I remember when I was in Islamic University and I was taking a class on the Prophet SubhanAllah, one of the best classes that I ever took changed my life. And as the class started going and we started learning about all of these things, the year of sadness, the, 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 uh, uh, mirage with the uh, night journey and the conquest of Mecca. We were learning about all of these beautiful things until the day where the last day of class came and we would learn about the Prophet passing away. 
And subhanAllah, I did not want to go to this class. I wanted to skip this class. I didn't even want to cover when the Prophet passed away. It was so deep in my heart, my connection for him. So I could only imagine if I was actually there on that day like the Sahaba, subhanAllah. Like Umar radiallahu anhum. When he told everybody, if someone tells, if someone says that the Prophet sallallahu passed away, I will chop him on his neck. Some of the Sahaba said, you know, I wish I would have died before this point came. I wish I was blind so I can't even see a life without the Prophet. Until Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu, until he took the minbar and he said some of the most famous words that we can remember. He says to proceed, if anyone amongst you used to worship Muhammad, then Muhammad is dead. But if any of you used to worship Allah, then Allah is alive and he shall never die. And we need to keep this with us, dear believers. We worship a God who will never die. So we have no reason to attach our hearts to things of this life because this, things of this life will eventually end. And we ask ourselves, what happened to the Sahabas on that day? Did they go mad? Was their aqidah shifted? No. They were doing what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded them to do. Allah says in the Quran, say, O oh Muhammad, if you love Allah, then, then follow me. So Allah will love you and forgive your sins, and Allah is forgiving and most merciful. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was telling the Prophet to tell the people, if you love Allah, then love him. And they were loving the Prophet وسلم, and they were following him. So we must ask ourselves, dear believers, on this day, do we follow the Prophet? What do we follow? Or do we follow TikTok? Is that what we're following? Or do we follow sports? And we're so interested in how many this person scored and what team won? Do we follow movies? And we're so asphyxiated on what's going on on the screen and if this actor won this award and which movie comes out? What are we following? Because whatever we follow, this is what we will attach our hearts to. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسعي المسلمين فاستغفروا فإنه هو غفور رحيم إن الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله أما بعد So dear believers, if we are serious, if we are serious about Filling our hearts with the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we must follow this great man, our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's a story in the Qur'an about a time when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was on the minbar and a group of people were distracted. Allah says in the Qur'an, وَإِذَا رَأَوْ تِجَارَةً أَوْ لَحْوَنَا Allah says in the Quran, and when they see some merchandise or amusement, they break away to it and they leave you, O Prophet, standing. SubhanAllah. This was a story from the Quran about this caravan that came into town and it took the attention of the people. They left the Prophet standing and they went towards this caravan. So we must ask ourselves, dear believers, where is the Prophet in our lives? Is he over there in the back somewhere? Is he off to the side or is he in the front? 
Because if he's in the front, he's in the perfect position to follow. Because the sunnah of our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it should be able to be seen by people, not just heard, seen through our actions. Not to mention, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala gives us the opportunity to create a love for him through loving this great man. And I'm gonna end on this point right here. There was a mother who had three children and she was in love with all three of them. But her oldest, he had a special part in her heart. And he went off to college to learn more. And so he would write his mother. Unfortunately, one thing, his mother could not read or write. So she would ask the younger children to translate the letters for her. And every time she would get a letter, she would get so happy and she would have the younger kids translate for her. Until one day, the younger kids were off at school and they were staying so late that they came home so late they didn't have time to translate these letters that the son wrote, her beloved son. And she was so upset and hurt and anxious because she could not read this letter. And the next day after the letter was read, she said to herself, this will never happen to me again. So she taught herself how to read and write in order for her to look at these letters from her son. Not to mention after that, she would walk around with the letters and she would read them to get a special amount of joy in her heart. So we must ask ourselves, dear believers, how are we handling the letters from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he wrote us in the form of the Quran? Do they hold a special place in our hearts? Will we go out of our way to read those? And we can't use the excuse, I don't understand, no. Because our love for our Lord will transcend that. It will push the boundaries of this. And it will force us to understand these, these love letters, these text messages that went unopened. So we must push ourselves, the believers, to empty our hearts from the love of this dunya to the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the ways is to get closer to the Quran. We pray that Allah blesses us to do good work in this life. We pray that Allah fills our hearts with inspiration. We pray that Allah keeps us on the Salat al-Mustaqeen that leads directly to Him. We pray that we all stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment with a sound heart. We pray that Allah keeps our hearts firm on Islam without wavering. We pray that we are amongst the few that are grateful to Allah. Allahumma <laughs> 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 <laughs>